Happy New Year. Thank you. So good to be together. So good to be back in God's presence uh, as a, like a community, worshipping Him together. I love that. And uh, so this is the vision message for this year. Just to clarify, it's not a, a new vision. The vision uh, remains the same. Our vision to see lives transformed every day across this amazing bay. But it is a sense of, well, what does that mean for this year? And how do we go further to realise that ultimate vision that God has given us? And so I want to talk today about kingdom multiplication. And uh, God has been faithful to us. He has done great things amongst us. And uh, already this, so this last year, looking back at 2022, we've seen um, increased Sunday attendance across both sites. Uh, we launched Southbourne um, about 18 months in now, and they've kind of grown from 40 or so, 45, 50 people to 70, 80, peaking at 90 over the last 18 months, which is amazing, isn't it? Fantastic. Um, as we've launched that other site, um, part of Citygate across the bay. We've seen increased youth attendance. Uh, we've had our, amen. We've had our best ever giving month. Thank you for your generosity. Our highest ever given um, in the history of Citygate Church. Um, we've seen our join the church courses, if you like, we call them rooted, to get rooted into community. We've seen our attendance this year at those things go through the roof, 150 or so people coming to make this church their home. And in terms of our uh, work with the poor, um, with the kind of food insecurity going up by 42% last year, we have given the equivalent of 50,000 meals to those in need, those who needed them most. We gave 200 hampers at Christmas time, Christmas hampers to those who would value it most. Do you know what? That is all reason to give God the glory. He is faithful and you are faithful servants of Him that have enabled us to do all that. And just to balance that out, I suppose, Despite kind of inputting around how to share your faith, we did a course on that. We've kind of really gone for alpha in some ways from the front here. We still see relatively few new birth salvations. And I'd love to see more, wouldn't you? We still see few baptisms, therefore, as a result. And I love baptisms. Some of our servant teams are struggling with volunteers. And we still, despite, again, a lot of underpinning work within our life groups, we still have relatively the same number of groups, despite new groups that have started last year. What this has meant for us, though, that some of our systems have stretched. Some of our methods, we found that uh, we can't do things the same way. And it's caused a little bit of pain amongst the team, the staff, and probably some of you feel that. One of my lads, Joel, he has grown exponentially over the last two years. And uh, you look at him with some of his mates and they only come up to his waist and yet they're exactly the same age. He looks like their dad. 
But what comes with that is as he loves sport and football is joint pain. It's growing pains. And I think we've been experiencing that very thing here in Citygate. So what does this mean for us in 2023? Well, do you know what? I hope you know this. Our goal is not just to gather a crowd of people. If you've joined Citygate this year, I'm really grateful that you've joined Citygate. And my hope is that you'll help us to reach our community with the gospel. But we're not just here to gather a large crowd so that we can feel good (laughs) together, if you like. Um, We're here to reach the unsaved. We're here to see life transformed, to the community, to make a difference to those who struggle and the vulnerable and the poor and those who don't yet know Jesus. We're here to make disciples of you and then of them. Recently, the prophetic word over us has been that we should work towards the thousand of people. And I'm always nervous of sharing numbers, but a number of people have spoken this over us. We went to see uh, the guys who oversee us apostolically. They said, I think you should be looking to plan for the thousand. Right at the start of this year, uh, last year, sorry, I spoke about Isaiah 54, the barren woman giving birth, and Alan Kenny had a prophecy. He said, when you see this in the natural, when you see the barren giving birth, you will also see it in the supernatural. Multiple salvation births. He said, I want you to plan and prepare for the thousand. Doug Pringle, at the end of our years, leaders, we gathered and uh, we were just sharing some of these amazing stories and he said, someone prophesied over me once that I would be part of a church of a thousand. And up to this point, I haven't thought that that would ever be the case, but now I've got faith that I will be a church of a thousand. Let's be true, let's be straight. It's not about the numbers, but it's about what those thousand would represent as we increasingly see lives transformed amongst us. And in order to do this, I think we've got to change a little bit of the way we do things. It's Albert Einstein who said, if you keep doing the same things and expect different results, that's the definition of insanity. And so some of our methods might have to change. I was trying to think of an illustration for this, and the best I could come up with was this, right? Oh, there's my lunch bag. (laughs) Juggling, right? Who can juggle in the room? Not many. Not many. One ball. One ball. Easy, right? Who can juggle one ball? Easy. Look, I can almost uh, do other things whilst I'm juggling my ball and get my fob out. Easy, look around, do other things, easy. Careful, yeah. Two balls. Oh, I do two balls in one hand. Easy, right? Oh. Two balls in one hand. No, 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 please. One to two, easy. If you want to multiply, go one to three, that's a different story. I can't juggle three balls in one hand. I tried. I need a different model. I need additional help. I need another method. I need to shift my thinking, and I need to give it a whole lot more intentionality in order to juggle with three. And if you're really good, you can do some tricks. 
And if you take your mind off it and you don't focus and you lose your intentionality, you drop balls. I believe God wants to stretch us as a people. He wants to multiply us. And he wants to multiply us in a number of ways. And I went back to the blueprint of church history uh, in the book of Acts to see how they worked out multiplication. And so I'm going to look at three of those for us together. First one is this. Kingdom multiplication, therefore, is our kind of thing for the year. Our thing for the year. We've already heard a lot about the kingdom. He's the king. We're his servants. He wants to extend his kingdom amongst us by using us to bring him glory. Number one, multiply disciples who will make other disciples. Acts 2, 42, you'll know these words. They're fairly, um, fairly well known. I'm going to read it. Up on the screen, you'll see some key bits that I've pulled out. It says this, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people and the Lord added to their number every day. This group of believers is as a result of Peter being filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Everyone doesn't know what's going on in terms of the people who are on looking. Peter explains the gospel fantastically with great courage and boldness and many people give their life to Jesus. And they work in this out, this community, radical community on fire for God who have been transformed by him and they are mightily attractive. They love in God, they love in others and they continue to tell others about him. Salvation is a mark of the kingdom. Salvation is where it all starts. It's where it started for me. It's where it might have started for you if you're a believer in this place today. Jesus came because we were out of relationship with him. He broke into this world because he loved us so much that he wanted to save us from our sinfulness and bring us back into a relationship with him. He wanted to save us and heal us from the distortion and the darkness of this world. So it starts with salvation, but it doesn't stop, stop there. Salvation moves to sanctification, where we become more like him as we devote ourselves to his teaching, to his word, to fellowship, to prayer, and all the other things that God asks us to do. But if you stick at sanctification, which means just becoming more like Jesus, it all gets a bit holy and inward and introverted. So those who are sanctified are also sent. Sent into the world to continue to bring his kingdom. Those who are sent have authority to bring signs and wonders because Jesus did that and he calls his people to do the same. As we go, we bring the presence of God. Friends, this is the calling 
upon the church to go with God's presence, to tell others about him, to see many people daily added to our number who are experiencing him and finding him. What could this mean for you this year? It's always helpful to kind of bring this down to practical things. First one, have friends. Have friends who don't know Jesus yet. We will see lives transformed as we love through compassion others around us. Our job is to disciple them. The purpose that God gives us to disciple them from where they are at now into faith and to help them to be able to do the same so we can multiply disciples again and again. Life groups, if you're not yet in a life group, they're the place where you'll be helped to do this. Increasingly having an outward edge to them to reach into their communities and help one another do the same. You can find out about life groups on our website if you want to become a part of one. Maybe that's your one thing take out of this, that you decide, I'm going to commit myself to fellowship through community and mission in a life group today. Come the September term, we're going to relaunch something that we've called DNA in the past. You might have heard us speak about it, you might not. It's a form of a model, if you like, a tool to help us be accountable to this very thing, to one another, helping us to be a disciple and then to make disciples in just smaller groups, twos and threes, twos to fours, um, doing that together with the aim that if all of us can disciple someone else or have been discipled, then we can disciple someone else. Ultimately, this is all about our faithful obedience as we listen out for God and put into practice what he is asking us to do. Number two, we're going to multiply leaders and responsibility. Acts 6, beautiful passage. It says this, in those days when the number of disciples was increasing, we've heard that before, we've moved on a little bit in Acts, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. They chose some names. I'm not going to mention them just for time's sake. They presented these men to the apostles. They prayed for them. They laid hands on them. Verse 7 so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly and large numbers of priests came obedient 
to the faith. To multiply disciples who make disciples and to make, multiply leaders who will also multiply other leaders. I love this passage because in a number of ways, the apostles had to get real with where they were at, which I think is what's happened with us over the last uh, term, two terms and this year, in terms of the, ex- the expansion and what we're looking for and how to work within that. They upped their authenticity and honesty, didn't they? They called out what was happening. There were Hellenistic Jews who were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. That was the way that they looked after the poor amongst them. And so they spoke up. Maybe you need to speak up in areas that are lacking so that we can press towards them and do well up in them. They upped their focus. The apostles put their priority back onto the preaching of the word. Not that waiting on tables is a bad thing, but they can't do that and do this necessarily. And their eye was on the mission, God's kingdom expansion, the ongoing understanding and proclamation and preaching of the word of God. And so they upped those who could take responsibility. They chose people. I love it that they chose them among them. It was almost like the the people who chose those who they thought would be great at this, full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom. And they released them so that their gifts could be fulfilled, so they too could have the pleasure and the privilege of being part of God's kingdom advance. And I love the result. What was the result? of multiplying leaders, the word of God spread rapidly. They didn't just major on the the care aspect, though that's very important, at the extent of the mission. But they continued on the mission, but upped their ability to care. And that's exactly what we need to do. We keep our eyes out there, but we look after everyone and make a disciple of everyone and care who comes in here. Well, what could this mean for you? Maybe it's time to just step up into some responsibility. Maybe just join a serving team. Maybe just think about whether you want to be an intern under someone else who's leading so that they can help you because you feel like you've got something, that God's doing something. My heart is, as I bring these things, is the Holy Spirit is working amongst us and helping us to raise up into these areas. Maybe you could be a group leader. Maybe a coach who helps oversee groups. Maybe you've got a passion for social action ministries and you could lead something that's birthed out of a passion in you. Maybe you could be a discipler, part of our DNA team. Maybe just put some chairs out on a Sunday because we're increasingly needing more chairs as more people come in. Maybe you have a strategic gift and you could come and help us as we seek God as to how to realise this amazing vision that he has. One of those that has helped us in recent times, has been Irena, Irena Davis. Um, our SLT 
strategic leadership team is made up of men and women who help the elders who are men and have final responsibility for the direction of the church. But the team has been so helpful by broadening that into a wider team with different gifts. It's been so helpful to help us see things that we don't always see and to have other gifts in that mix. I'm saying this because Arena has just stepped back from that team after serving us so well. And I wanted to publicly honor her today. She's not here, so she doesn't have to get embarrassed. Um, but if you see her and you know her, please say thank you because she has served us so well on behalf of the team and this church and even some of the things that we're experiencing now and wanting to go for. She has been crucial in paving the way for. So much so that we want to build a wider SLT again. She's gone. We want to add into that. We probably will need other elders too as we grow and multiply together. What's the reality? A multiplication of leadership right across City Gate Church. Last one, multiplying congregations. In Acts 8, as the mission spread, as people heard Jesus, they went. They were scattered because of the persecution and where they went, they preached the gospel. Everywhere they went, they were on mission and new churches were established. As they built small communities that grew, they realized that they need places for them to come together. They came together in homes, yes, but also in public places for public gatherings, just as we do. And we believe that ultimately not everyone's going to fit in here. That's partly why we went for Southbourne and partly with our vision of being across the bay, there may other, well be other sites and locations for us to work into. But I want you to see the way round that this works. It starts with salvation. It starts with a hunger for God. It starts with obedience. And then addition comes and growth comes as it has with us. And as responsibility is taken, there is greater resource to be able to multiply congregations. And for us, it's meetings and it's sites. And we have both of those at the moment. We have a site and we have a meeting here, two sites, uh, one meeting in each. But as we grow, we're going to need to shift our methods and our models. So what does that mean for us here? Well, in Bournemouth, with our increasing numbers coming in here, at some point, we are thinking that multi-meeting will be necessary here. Two meetings in Bournemouth. We're beginning to prepare ourselves for that and the church for that. We're not quite sure of the timing, but we know God's with us and we wanted to bring that to you so that you could start to think about that in your own head. Let me bring some reassurance. It's not happening next week, okay? If you're leading a team and you're thinking, oh my day, this is where faith comes in and we go together listening to him and with him for our future purpose in him. Over at Southbourne, 
they're growing, the building is getting towards capacity like this one, we are thinking, expecting that this year there will need to be an expansion of that building or they'll need to move into another site so that there is more room for growth and multiplication of disciples. We have people who have a heart for pool and we're wondering whether pool will be our next site. We're beginning to build a network of life groups there with Peter and Priscilla. And the reason we're doing that is it's a great seedbed for a site launch in the future, for another congregation there in Pool. What does this mean for us? It means change. It can be unsettling, actually. It's growing pains. It means that we'll probably need to give into a building fund. It means that you might go to Pool. You might already live there, you might not, but you might be feeling called, even as we're stirring these things in the Spirit, to be a part of that. In Bournemouth, it might mean just moving a row forward so you can sit near the front so these chairs get filled too fully so that guests or people who are less comfortable coming in amongst a great crowd like this can sit at the back. It might mean that we sit next to each other and don't leave gaps of chairs <laughs> next to us because that would be like we're real friends, wouldn't it? What radical mission are we on here when it comes to filling up our chair space? But these are very practical. But they're very real. And what they require from us and from you is a whole bunch of seeking God, being with him. And when we look at the big question of how, well, there's some practical things in there, yes. But ultimately... Ultimately, and as you read Acts, and I'd encourage you to do it, right through it, what is the driving force? What is the thing that helps them to do this? It's the Holy Spirit. It's being with Jesus. It's knowing him. It's coming into his presence. <laughs> Acts 4, 13, after an amazing healing, the authorities exclaimed, these men had been with Jesus. Verse 24, when they heard about the, the, the trouble that had happened as a result of the healing, the church gathered together and prayed. They raised their voices together in prayer to God. That's where we connect with what I'm saying, with what Andy's saying. Prayer is gonna be a key to this. Acts 12, uh, well, 13 actually, says here, in uh, Antioch, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, worshipping, fasting, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off to a new missionary journey. Church history changed again as the church expanded. That's why. We call in you, us, me, to prayer for this amazing thing that God has before us. Jesus said that if we make the disciples, if we raise leaders, he will build his church. If we 
preach the kingdom, if we pray for the kingdom, if we proclaim the kingdom, the kingdom will multiply amongst us. God is calling us in these next years to kingdom multiplication as we seek him together for his glory, for all that he has for us, that we would be those who say yes to him when he calls. Extraordinary prayer, extraordinary sense of God's presence as we seek him, moving in us as we move with the Holy Spirit. The timing of a lot of this is completely down to God and us as we seek him and as we move with him. Should we pray? Are you faithful? Are you full of faith? Is God stirring faith in you for this year? I'm going to ask him, I might ask Priscilla actually if she come just for some music as we come to respond to him now. Father, would you help us to respond to these words in faith, not fear. This is a monumental phase for Citygate Church to the future of what you want for us. And so, Lord, I pray. (laughs) We need you, God. (laughs) We need you. We need you to Help us to hunger for you like never before. As we perhaps introduce fasting, Lord, would you give us a hunger for you that is greater than any other desire in this world? God, we can't do any saving, (laughs) we can't do any healing. We can't see any demons set free. But we can do all those things through you as you work in us. Lord, we can't manufacture new birth salvation. (laughs) You're the one who saves but we can be faithful servants of you and become salty and full of light so that others see how different we are. We can become more courageous in sharing our faith as you fill us with the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I pray now, come on us. (laughs) Holy Spirit, nudge us. What is it for you that he's asking you perhaps just to rise up to, to grow into? His kingdom is about growth. What is your growth thing for this year? what I'm going to do is I'm going to list a few 
just now, as some of them I've already mentioned. And if that's you, I want you to stand up in faith, okay? You might not have any idea how that's gonna happen. You might not feel ready for it. You might feel ill-equipped. That's part of our job, is to equip you for your works of service. But I want you to stand in faith, okay? So if I mention something and you feel that might be your next step, then I'd love you to stand up, all right? And then I'm gonna pray. We'll all be standing by the end, I hope. (laughs) Okay, the first one is, if you don't know Jesus yet, and you are outside of a relationship with Him, and you've come in here this morning, and He's been working in your life, and you've realised that you need Him in your life, and yet you're far from Him, and that you have no way of getting to Him in your own strength, then because of His death and His resurrection, He did that for you and your sins so that you could have life with Him now and forever in eternity with Him. You can be forgiven and free of the weight of sin that leads to death. If that's you in this place, this morning and you know in your heart you want to give your life to Jesus and turn away from your old life, then why don't you stand up? That's very brave, isn't it? That's why I've started with that one. In terms of coming to Jesus. Thank you, my friend. Let's just close our eyes, actually. This is not a not a spectator sport this one it's between God and us is there anyone else who wants to give their life to Jesus this morning for the first time in this place okay the next one Holy Spirit come you actually have a call on your life or a desire for eldership Would you stand? You know that God has called you to eldership. This male, it's the ultimate kind of, it's not the ultimate, but it is the final kind of leadership of the church, the noble calling that is. Fantastic. Some of you have a strategic gift. You know that you see things and you have a way of, God gives you ways through and it could be strategic to help wherever you are in your ministry or locational work, but it could also be for the church. Would you stand? There's no way I can clock all of what's happening here. I'm not, I'm not able, but God knows. God's starting something and he's releasing faith in you. There's other types of leadership. You just know you, you need to take responsibility and it's a sense of leadership. It's not just... I say just, all of these levels are important. I can't 
stress that enough, but a sense of responsibility for others as well as something, if you know what I mean. If that's you, would you stand? Greater responsibility for leadership. So it might be life group leadership. Might be there's a social action ministry just burning in your heart right now. Come on, let's act in faith this day because there are future glorious days for us as a church. Other types of leadership in children's work and youth work. As I've been speaking, there's those of you who love sharing your faith. You don't find it easy, but you know that that's your calling in your heart. And God wants to release you to, to go and go and go with your faith, with boldness and courage. If that's you, would you stand? You might be responding for multiple things now, <laughs> in which case, raise a hand. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Specifically, some disciple makers here who love to input into others to see them grow. Would you stand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're not yet taking any part in church life just yet, but you are saved. God wants to call you into service to help us make things happen here and around us. Would you stand just to serve in an area of church life? Maybe it's kids, maybe it's refreshments. There's a whole bunch of gifts that I'm not going to list, but you know who you are. If there's a specific gift that you have that you want to see and worked out in you and through you more this year, would you stand? And lastly, if you just want to know Jesus better, follow him more and ask him at this moment to help you to do that to seek him in the quiet place <laughs> to hear him and to be able to obey him in whatever he says would you stand and lastly but not least, if you're unable to stand, but you've been doing this in your heart, and if you're still not standing, then I want to invite you to stand because we love the fact that you're here and we love the fact that you've come amongst us and we want you to be part of our family as whatever it is for as long as you want to be. 
So please stand. Father, we commit this day to you. We commit our lives to you. We know this is the work of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) My juggling is limited. Your resources are unlimited. My kingdom is small and frail. Your kingdom is ever increasing, generation after generation. My thoughts are weak, petty. Your thoughts are pure and holy. God, equip us as a kingdom multiplying people that will see your glory come in this day, in this place, in our lives, in my life, in your life. We pray. And everybody said, Amen.